the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Today is a continuation of our series on Messiah and a continuation of sharing Messiah's message. So would you join me in prayer, please? Thank you so much. Avinu Malkenu. And we do thank you so much, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are our King. We thank you, Lord, that you are um, the God who just moves in our life in such a way that we can truly live for you, that we can have an abundant life, that, that your Spirit reigns in us. And, O oh Lord, I ask, Father, for your grace and mercy today to be poured out on, on the message, on the listeners, on, on all those, Lord, who are seeking you, Father, that they would sense your love, your grace, your mercy, because it is everlasting. And once we have that in our heart, we want to share it with others. So, Lord, help us to share the wonderfully good news of Messiah as we seek you this day. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Amen and amen. Well, you know, uh, once again, I would just mention, especially during this time of COVID, that if you'd like to help us financially uh, for this radio program, we'd certainly appreciate it. You can go to our website, heartofmessiah.org, or go to Karen, 813-831-5673. You know, and uh, you can also call her if you're interested in our yard signs. It's interesting. I, I have my yard signs up, and my neighbor came over and said, you know, I'm scared to do that because, uh, I, you know, people, you, you never know what people are going to do. And I understand we're living in some scary times, but I also understand that we've been called to be salt and light, and we need to share at least our biblical values. We don't have to necessarily share who we're going to vote for, but 
I think it's reasonable to have a sign that says, I vote pro-life, I vote pro-family, or I vote pro-Israel. And if you want one of those three signs, or all three, they're $5 each, just call Karen. Okay, you can pick them up at one of our uh, synagogues, but first you need to call Karen and make sure we have what you want. Okay? Uh, this week will be the last week I have these handouts for free, uh, sharing God's Word from the Hebrew Bible, how to approach people with good news, the Jewish way to Yeshua. All of these can be gotten from Karen uh, once again, so uh, feel free to give her a call. Let me just remind you that today is the 18th day of a 40-day time of prayer and fasting. We'd love for you to join us. It's going to end on Yom Kippur, which is a fast day to begin with. And uh, we, you know, if you'd like to receive the devotional that I send out every day on prayer and fasting and, and trying to encourage our people, uh, feel free. Again, call Karen. Um, so the teaching today is the last of, uh, it's part three, uh, on sharing Messiah's message. And it's so, I think it's so important because really I see that revival is right around the corner. And you're going to get lots of opportunities to share. And I realize that right now you feel things are a little chaotic in the world, or a lot chaotic, and there's violence and people are on edge. But I believe God's working in the hearts and minds of his people. And I'm believing that if we let him in, and what other people do, it's going to be amazing. We'll have that time of sharing. And so strengthen your prayer life now and be ready to share your faith. So in part one and two, we talked about how to approach people with the good news. And we left off last week trying to answer objections, but we're using right now the Hebrew Bible just because... Uh, assuming we're talking to Jewish people, but you know what? It works for anybody. So, um, But you're probably not used to sharing from the what they call the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible or the, uh, yes. So uh, last week um, we talked about prophetic scriptures that can help those who don't believe in scripture or God uh, to take another look. And then we talked about the plurality of God and I wanted to, uh, we left off with probably either my first or second favorite scripture when I'm sharing, especially with Jewish people, and that's Isaiah 5 and 6. Now, I realize some of your Bibles might say Isaiah um, uh, 9, I'm sorry, Isaiah 9, uh, they might say 6 and 7, but uh, in my scripture it's 5 and 6. Okay. For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, My Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. On the increase of his government in Shalom there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it through justice and righteous from now until evermore. The zeal of Adonai Tzivaot, that's the Lord of hosts, will accomplish this. And so what is so special about this particular uh, scripture? 
Well, uh, first of all, if you have been brought up Jewish and you have the 1917, which was the most popular edition of the Hebrew Scriptures from the Jewish Publication Society, obviously a translation is said in English. And so, of course, their translation is all in English, except for, <laughs> except for th this one few words, which wonderful counselor, mighty God, my turn, uh, father of eternity and prince of peace, they put the Hebrew in there. And it's, uh, so it's Peleoes El Gibor Abiyad Sashalom. Now, why do they do that? I have no idea. I, you know, you might want to guess that they don't want people to read the English. I don't know. But I just find it very interesting. And uh, so, first of all, in Judaism, we realize that you, if, if you call someone mighty God, then you are blaspheming unless it's God. And so uh, we and and this child who is to be born is the father uh, of eternity and and prince of peace. Okay, so all of these are excellent. But when I was sharing with a, an Orthodox guy about six eight months ago, he he got through all of that and he was okay. And I said, but he still wasn't convinced that this was about Messiah. So I said, okay. Let's look at the remainder of this. And it says that to establish it and uphold it through justice and righteousness from now until forever. So what we're seeing here is this person who is born, what he'll be doing is forever. And when we looked at that, he said, okay, it's about the Messiah. He still didn't become a believer, but still, at least he got the understanding of this scripture. Now, there are many other scriptures. Another one I really like is Isaiah 48:16, because people will always ask, well, where is the triune nature of God in the Old Covenant? And I believe Isaiah 48:16 is just that. It says, draw near to me. Hear this, since the beginning, I have not spoken in secret. From the time it existed, I was there. So you would think that, well, uh, that this is God speaking. And it, in a sense it is, but listen to the, the next line. So now Adonai Elohim has sent me and his Ruach. So in other words, God... The Father has sent me and the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. So there it is. Yeshua, this is a verse that, that Yeshua is speaking. And um, so I think that's pretty powerful. Certainly it's powerful to look at uh, Psalm 22, 15 through 19, which uh, is about Yeshua's crucifixion. Obviously, a long time prior, before it happened. And, and here's the thing, that um, this description of crucifixion 
was uh, was before the Romans even invented crucifixions and and did it on a regular basis. So, you know, all of this, you know, my heart is like wax melting with my innards, and it, it goes on and on. So you can you can look at it. It even says they divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Okay, so you can look at that one. I also like Zechariah uh, nine nine. Because a lot of Jewish people felt that Messiah had to be the conquering hero. And so uh, this verse really speaks to the fact that Messiah was going to come humbly. And uh, so it says, Zechariah 9 9, rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion, shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, a righteous one bringing salvation. He's lowly, riding on a donkey, on a colt, a foal of a donkey. As, as were you also, by the blood of your covenant, I will release your prisoners from the waterless pit. So, I mean, there are a lot of things going on here. One is the humility side. Secondly, uh, just the idea of the blood of the covenant is an interesting thing to talk to Jewish people about, and that through that blood he will release the prisoners is interesting. Of course, the scripture that is used the most probably in sharing with Jewish people is uh, Isaiah 53, 1 through 6. Um, well, actually, all of Isaiah 53. But um, part of it is he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, one from whom hide their faces. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he was born, he has borne our griefs and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, struck by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. So Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now, some people who have studied a bit will say that this is about Israel, but I don't see that Israel is taking on the sins of other people. <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't think that is a reasonable thing. And grammatically, it's, it's actually not reasonable either in the Hebrew. But let's move forward. You know, the Jewish people were promised a new covenant. Yes. In Jeremiah 31, 30 to 32, Behold, the days are coming, it's a declaration of Adonai, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So, and then later on it says, I will put my instruction within them. Yes, I will write it on their heart. I will be their God and they will be my people. So that's uh, pretty exciting. And, and look, if you're not Jewish, uh, you say, well, what does this have to do with me? Well, the fact that God is faithful to Jewish people, he's going to be faithful to you too, right? Okay, 
Look, let's look at Jeremiah 31, 35 through 37, which says that God promises the Jewish nation will exist as long as there's a sun and a moon and the stars. So you can check that one on your own, right? You know, one of the things that um, Jewish people struggle with is the idea of heaven and hell. And... Uh, Though there are a number of scriptures, and I, I'll give you two scriptures that I think are important. One is from the Lord's Prayer, which most Jewish people know, where it says in verse 6 of, of Psalm 23, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So this seems to indicate that uh, there there shouldn't be a problem with living forever, right? But I think Daniel 12, 1 and 2, seem to be the, the scripture that really speak to this. It says, At the time my, uh, Michael, the great prince, who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise, there will be a time of distress, such as has never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be delivered. Now listen to this. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. Okay, so we don't have to use the words heaven and hell. But I think everlasting life versus everlasting contempt kind of says it all, don't you think? Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, another difficulty for Jewish people is for them to think of themselves as sinners. I know that sounds funny. But uh, Jewish people generally think somebody who's a sinner is somebody who steals or somebody who kills somebody. Other than that, uh, you know, it's just how people live. It's not really sin. But, of course, at the end of Psalm 51, uh, we see, Behold, I was born in iniquity and in sin when my mother conceived me. That's uh, verse 7. Um, but, you know, uh, there there are just so many things. One, you're going back to Isaiah 53, let's look at verses 11 and 12, and, and you'll see how I'll use this later on. It's, I would say someone took all of our sins upon themselves. Who do you say it was? So reading that now is, as a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous and he will bear their iniquities. Because he poured out his soul to death and was counted with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. Well, uh, I think that's pretty exciting, don't you? Okay. Well, I'd like to share a little from this uh, last idea of how do you bring a Jewish person to Yeshua. What are the steps? Now, I might have included a couple of extra ones, but I'm going to give you six things uh, with Scripture that I think are reasonably important. Uh, number one, we're all sinners before God. And so for that, I've already given you uh, Psalm 51, 7. But also, there's Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and incurable. Who can know it? 
or Ecclesiastes 7.20, surely there is not a righteous person on earth who does what is good and doesn't sin. So number one, we're all sinners. Number two, what's the problem? Okay, well, the problem is sin separates us from God. Um, in Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, Behold, Adonai's hand is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. Rather, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear. So now you've explained the problem with sin. And thirdly, there's repentance. And this actually Jewish people probably could understand uh, because of Yom Kippur and, and the idea of repentance around Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which is coming up this month. Um, Ezekiel 14.6, Therefore says, Say to the house of Israel, Thus says Adonai Elohim, the Lord God, Return, turn away from your idols, turn your faces from all your abominations. And that's really what repentance is. It's a, a turning away from sin and, and admitting it. Then in Isaiah 53, 6, which we already read, uh, we like sheep have gone astray, each of one has turned to his own way, so Adonai has laid on him, meaning on Yeshua, the Messiah, the iniquity of us all. Uh, another thought that is, comes up is, um, you know, that the whole idea of Yeshua dying on the cross is a bloody kind of thing, and, and, but yet in Leviticus 17.11, it says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your lives, for it is the blood that makes atonement because of the life. And we see this uh, in, in the exodus from Egypt, the blood over the doorpost. We see this in Yom Kippur, the blood of the goat that makes atonement. So um, the number five is blood is needed to atone for our sins. That should be a Jewish concept, even though Jewish people might not be that familiar with it. And finally, six, as I mentioned before, Someone, you know, rather than beating somebody over with the head with scripture, you read something and you say to them, someone took all of our sins upon themselves. Who do you think that was? So I will have read Isaiah 59, 11. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous, and he will bear their iniquities. So my question would be to a Jewish person, who is that? And you just pause and you stop talking, right? <laughs> because if you stop talking, they have to talk, and that's really what you want, right? Okay. Well, what a blessing it is to talk about sharing the word. And I just ask you now to uh, consider what I've said. If, if you have any questions for me, uh, thoughts, friends that you'd like to share with, you'd like some advice, just email me at uh, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. We'd love 
for you to watch our services online at Shoresh David. Uh, we have them every Friday night and Saturday, Facebook Live. Uh, we also, especially as we're going into the Holy Days, get some Jewish people to watch with you. Um, please remember about the yard signs. If you like them, call Karen. If you'd like to help us financially, please call Karen. So I'll just repeat her phone number one time. It's 813-831-5673. And that will also, if you want to, uh, get on our email list so that you can get the devotionals for the rest of prayer and fasting. Well, let me close in prayer. Lord, we just love you and praise you and honor you and thank you. And we're asking, Lord, that you would minister to each person who hears this teaching and, and my voice, Lord, that you would just bless them with the desire to share their faith. May the Lord be your first priority. Um, and I pray over each one that they would grow in their desire to have a heart like a, the heart of Messiah. And we pray all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.